My name is Juan Pagan. I'm the president of the Florida Hispanic American Chamber of Commerce in Palm Beach County and the state of Florida. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, this is a real treat, especially for those of you who are in Palm Beach County and the surrounding areas. I have Chief Admiral. I could give him so many titles, right? But I have Juan Pagan of the Florida Hispanic American Chamber of Commerce. He's going to give us the game, and I want you guys to know that I think that as entrepreneurs, all chambers should come together because with unity, we win. But Juan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Very, very good. You know, in spite of the, these times of pandemia, you know, which has been very challenging for a lot of the small businesses and also some of the big businesses, but the small businesses have been the most affected, you know, in the area. And uh, we have spent the whole uh, year plus, you know, a year and a half or more trying to help those small businesses. They uh, use the opportunities that are available so it's either through grants with the Small Business Administration, through uh, loans, you know, special loans that are available, and try to walk them through the process because it's not easy. And especially when you have a small business that sometimes the size of that business is two when the owner look itself in the mirror, you know. So it's, it's basically very challenging, you know. And also at the same time, you know, trying to encourage these small businesses to get certified with opportunities that are available within the county and the state, but also within the cities, because they have certain amount of money in budgets that are available for projects, whether it's constructions or consumption of other uh, opportunities, you know, and some of these businesses, they don't want to go through the process because they find that it's too much paperwork or it's too much trouble, you know? And when you're talking about minority business, whether they're Hispanic, African-American or whatever, you know, they go like, well, normally what I do is I call my cousin that he works with the city or, or he, he's the, the cousin of the, of the mayor. No, come on. That changed. That's not the way to do it again. So we have to get together. And like you said, the chambers, this is not about the chamber. You know, we as a chamber, we have been in the state in here in the Palm Beach County since year 2003. That's about 17, uh, 18 years, you know. But it's about how do we help businesses come together? How do we work, move forward? Because even the big sources of income, such as the bank, you know, they don't want to sponsor those small businesses because their accent, you know, is different because their skin is, looks different, you know? So it, it is about how can we work together? And we as a chamber, you know, we, we have right now, and that's the reason, you know, one of the things that changed about the name, we used to be called the Puerto Rican Hispanic Chamber of Commerce when we came here in 2003. But obviously through the years, we have grown and the population in Palm Beach County have changed dramatically. And right now we have, over 21 countries from Latin America and the Caribbean represented in Palm Beach County. And when we look at our membership, that's what we have seen. And we have those countries represented all the way from Mexico to Argentina, 
you know, represented. Also, when we, we look at the other one from the Virgin Islands, you know, uh, Curacao, uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Haiti, and so forth. You know, we are, rep they're represented in our chamber. So it is about how can we work together and recognize that there's the only thing in common that we have is called, that they call us Hispanic. Now, I would like to ask those who have a, no a lot of knowledge of geography and maps and all that, that they, if they can tell me where Hispania is located, because I haven't found it yet. You know, the only thing, you know, one size does not fit all. It's about how can we distinguish between one cultural trait versus another one? And how do we recognize and work together? We can agree to disagree, but we can move forward together. And the more we move forward, the more we can pull and push forward. Definitely, definitely. Now, a lot of people, businesses, my company's been an 8A firm. Uh, we've had, you know, many certifications and people tell me, I don't, I don't want to go through all of that because I've tried and they denied me. And I said, yeah, they denied me. And I had to do the 200 pages of paperwork again to get it. But I, I wanted it to see what I was missing out on. What do you tell, what testimonies have you seen from other businesses? You don't have to say names, but have you seen because of certification that companies that would not have probably gotten the money were called or alerted to say, hey, why don't you come join this party? We are allowing a business to, you know, make some money off this project. Have you seen it work for others? Definitely so. We have seen it, you know. And, and one of the things is, for example, when you look at that paperwork that has to be filled out and complied with, because there are requirements from the state, there's requirements from the county, there are requirements from the cities. You know, that's what they have, you know, all these kind of laws in there but at the same time when you look at for example when you look at the school district in palm beach county the budget the budget for constructions projects and so on and everything else that is in, involved there is almost a billion dollars hello that's a lot of money my friend that could help when you look at the cities such as west palm beach you're talking also half a billion dollars you know that's a lot of money and then when reality, when you look, yes, you have to be certified with one and certified with the other one. But the reality of the matter is that there are certain level of reciprocities between cities and the county level that basically you fill out already 70% of the paperwork will cover both of them. Is that 30% that maybe you need to complete to be certified in the city of West Palm Beach or the city of Lake Worth or the city of Delray? You know, but it's just the minor stuff. The big stuff is already filled out. And the same thing with the county. And that's what they're trying to help the small business to move forward. And there are big companies that they started and all of a sudden, boom, their bank account changed to the positive way. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's good to, to mention because, you know, I, I think sometimes until people see it, right, they can't believe it until you can taste the dinero, until you can say, wow, it's kind of like graduating. While you're in school, you don't know how this degree is going to benefit you, but it's not until you actually land that first job that you would not have gotten without that piece of paper, and then you right. start to appreciate it. Um, I, I There needs to me be more 
testimonials like this was church, you know, online with entrepreneurs saying, I got this certification. I worked with the Florida Hispanic American Chamber and they kept me in tune with a lot of stuff. And now look at the contracts that I had that I did not have. Has the chamber, you know, almost like pulled people, I want to say bullied people to share their story more? Well, we try to encourage them, obviously, to do that, to be able to share, to be able to move forward, to participate, be more active and let the others know because that would be the, the truth of success, you know, and that's what we wanted to do, you know, and, and uh, some of them are afraid. The other thing is another reality, okay, whether we want to accept it or not, some of these, and not all of them, but it's sm- some of these small companies, the owners, the ones who are, you know, fighting day in, day out, they don't even speak English. That's the reality. So they, they got to find their CPAs, their lawyers, whoever, to fill out the paperwork because it's in English and they don't know what they're doing when they don't understand it. Yeah, they know what they're doing as far as the business is concerned, but the paperwork, the requirements becomes a little bit complicated because of the language. Well, that's what we're moving and helping with the county to have certain portions of that language available in different languages, such as Spanish, Creole, you know, and English. So that when you go to their website, you can look at you know, and see, okay, now I understand where we're going, you know, and that's the reality. And again, they need to share, they need to, to make sure they participate, that they're willing to do it and, and move forward. And there's only small uh, uh, businesses, you know, that we have now from our members that they've been able to accomplish that. And they move from being a very little company to becoming, they're not FPL or they're not next era, you know, but they are... <laughs> competing now in the millions side of businesses and and that's as you see that growth over the years people are like wow that's success and that's what really matters it's not easy (laughs) yeah no it's definitely not easy and i can't tell people if my certifications have you know had me get here what i know is they haven't hurt me and so on my way up the ladder i'm like well it doesn't hurt to have like many things But, you know, in not speaking English, and because in this country, if folks don't know, you don't have to speak English. There's no mandate on that. There's no law on that. You are open to speak whichever language you want. That's what makes this country very unique. Um, You know, I would take the testimonials even in whatever language someone speaks. But yes, the 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 translation, and I've heard you be an advocate in my short time being here in South Florida with the government, making sure that things are in more than just English, because one, I'm going to go here with you and, and you don't have to go so far down the rabbit hole that I'm going to go, but I think you can follow me and you won't be embarrassed. When people come to Puerto Rico or they go to DR or they come to Cameroon, they might not speak the language there. But men especially find a date real quick. You don't see too many single guys in these places coming from abroad. So they find a way where they learn enough and they can communicate enough with, you know, um, the, the women there, especially when they want to bailar or cantar. You know, they, 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 don't, they don't let language stop them. So in business, we should have that same grace and that same openness to say, yes, I want you to be a part of this because you are part of the community and, you know, your, your progress is mine. Um, how, how long ago was it 
that you saw governments putting things in Spanish and in Creole? Has it always been like that in South Florida or is this something new? No, it, it's, you know, relatively new, quote unquote, you know, because uh, you really look one of the uh, basic places that that change started happening very early on was in Miami-Dade County. You know, when you have the exodus from Cuba coming on, you know, and that really moved. Then as the years went by, then you have the exodus from New York, you know, coming to Orlando, where you have a lot of exodus before from Puerto Rico to the Bronx, to Chicago, to other part of the United States, because all the people in Puerto Rico are U.S. citizens. So they can go in and out whenever they want, you know. So they have families in the States, you know, and they move there. And then little by little, these transitions start happening in Orlando, where you see a lot of migration of people from Puerto Rico moving to Kissimmee, moving to Orange County, et cetera, in Orlando. And that's been happening, that's been going on. And when you look this in, in here in, for example, Palm Beach County, when I moved here, the Hispanic population was not even 10%. And right now, according to the last census of the 2020, that population is estimated to be anywhere between 24 to 30%. You know, it, it is an estimate in there. But at the same time, you look by cities also, you look at the city of Green Acres, for example, 62% of the city of Green Acres are Hispanic. When you look at the city of uh, Lake Worth Beach, you know, 34% of the population are Hispanic. You look at West Palm Beach, 24% of the population are Hispanics, and so on and so on. And there are organizations here that work with them, support them, and so forth. You have something here that some people, when I mention it, they open their eyes. You know, there is a, a Hispanic Pastors Association, and that comprised over 450 churches, Hispanic churches, between Lantana and Jupiter. You know, and then people go like, what? You go, yeah, there is that amount. You know, and some of the churches, that membership might be, I don't know, 25, 50 people, but others are 400, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. You know, so it, it depends, you know. And, but the whole thing is about, okay, how do we accomplish what we need to do? How do we move forward together? And at the same time, how do we encourage those individuals who already are permanent residents that they comply with all the requirements of the law, blah, blah, you know, with the citizenship and, and things like that. But I think some of them refuse to participate in the electoral process. And we don't tell anyone in our chamber which party to vote for. But we encourage people, you have the right to exercise your vote, go and do it. That's part of the freedom of the United States. That's part of democracy. And you exercise this regardless of the party you feel you're feeling for. No, it is about participation, participation. And that's what also we're trying to encourage candidates, candidates to participate and become. You know, when you look here in Palm Beach County, there is only one, one Hispanic mayor in the whole county, you know, and that's in the city of Green Acres. So you, when you look at them, why? Well, again, participation, willing to commit, willing to deliver. You know, when you look at the medical director of the, of the healthcare district, well, the medical director, she's Hispanic, she's Cuban, you know, but she's been here forever, you know, and but at the same time, it's encouraging the people, yes, if you get sick, we're going to get somebody there who wants to speak your language, whether it's Creole, whether it's Spanish, it doesn't really matter, we're going to help you. And, and we also see with Portuguese, because the Brazilian is also a population that is growing here very fast.
So it is about how do we work together and push forward together. The chamber, the chamber is something, you know, our organization we try is about the community. How do we work with the community? How do we encourage the community? You know, we don't have the millions of dollars that other chambers of commerce might have. But, you know, what we try to do, let's work with those individuals that are hurt the less. You know, those who are, you cannot hardly hear. And, you know, because nobody pays attention. So that's what we want to do. And it's not that we are, how do we say, uh, uh, social workers or anything like that. No, 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 no. This is about making sure that people assume the responsibility that they're supposed to and that they move forward in a steady pace. And yes, it's gonna be, you're gonna fall in the way, but you get up again and you walk again, you know? And that's what we try to, is encouragement, moving, promoting, moving forward. And if you, if you don't know, ask a question. We don't know, we don't have all the answers, you know? But we can find places where the answers might come from, you know? And, and if we cannot find it, we can work together and find somebody else who will do it, you know, and, and we'll find the answer. So it is, again, the attitude, how to approach uh, the system. Now, you know, when you talk about, let's just say for Puerto Rico, and I would say, you know, most of um, Latin America, um, it, it could falls under this of stereotype in America you know, depending on where you live, you might have never even met a Puerto Rican or not known because if you're on the West Coast, a Puerto Rican magically becomes a Mexican to many. And, you know, a Mexican um, becomes unwanted if they go to New York sometimes, you know, and it just depends on what circles you are in. But I've lived in circles of uh, in Springfield, Mass, where there's real community of uh, Puerto Ricans and it's more than just pinchos and a parade. Right. It's I mean, business owners and people who are just doing the American dream. Do you feel like America has a good um, base on what a Puerto Rican is? Because I know many of women who are still fetishized that are Puerto Rican, like Asian women are, and that they're just, oh, I'm sure you can cook and dance and be a good wife. But no, these women want to run the world. Um, so do you think that the America knows enough about Puerto Rico outside of J-Lo and Mark Anthony? You know, that, that's a very interesting question, you know. Uh, probably not. A lot of people still, you know, put bags all everybody in the same bag. They're Hispanics, or they're undocumented, or they're illegals. You know, regardless of they come from. So it, it doesn't really matter. Have to be Puerto Rican, Guatemala, Venezuelan, whatever. You know, it is about trying to put one size fits all. No, it doesn't work like that. Everybody is different. Every, different cultures. That's why we within the chamber we created something that is called Fiesta de Pueblo, which is an annual event that is celebrated every year around a religious uh, festivity that is well known in the Hispanic community. And it's called the Epiphany or Three Kings Day. Why? Because the Three Kings are the Santa Claus of the Hispanic kids. You know, those three guys, you know, are the ones who bring presents to the kids, you know, in the middle of the night in every little Latin country. And that's common between Mexico, all the way to Argentina, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and so on. But we celebrate that every year in at the Green Acres Community Park, you know, even though the first time we, we did it, we did it at the uh, fairgrounds. At the fairgrounds, the issue was we had, we had to charge for that mission. So there was an admission charge. Then there was the rights of the kids. And then whatever you consume, you have to pay. So 
when you look also, you got to look at, at the questions of finances. Well, the average salary in Palm Beach County is about between thirty to forty-five thousand dollars a year, and you have a family of four that's got to go to the fairgrounds, and I'm going to be spend a day, you know, doing in, in this park, taking rides, eating, and so forth. At the end of the day, you might spend hundred hundred fifty dollars. That type of salary, that's a hit in your pocket, you know. So it, it, it is tough. So therefore. That time in 2007, we have developed a relationship with the city of Green Acres and the former mayor at that time, he asked us, bring it to the Green Acres Community Park. We brought it there, why? Free admission for the whole county. So people were free to attend. All you pay for consumption, whatever you consume, obviously you have to pay, that was part of it. But at the same time, you know, and the last one we had was in year 2020, January, uh, January 8th or 6th of 2020, that Saturday. It's an event that started at 12 o'clock at noon and finished at nine o'clock at night, you know, and different ages group shows up during the day. You know, it's about music, it's about arts, it's about education, it's about uh, cities, you know. So we have 21 countries represented there. We created the villages, you know. So all the way from Mexico to Argentina were re represented there. You know, and everybody brings whatever is special and cultural of their own country. At the same time, yes, we have small businesses, part of the booth that they uh, they rented for that day. Also, we have big businesses, you know, and also we have like PBSO, the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. We also have the uh, school district, you know. So again, education, recruiting for teachers, recruiting for personnel during that whole day. And obviously, yes, around three or four o'clock in the afternoon, Guess who show up? The Three Kings with presents, you know, and they were presents for over 2,000 kids who came to, 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 to the park that day for the rights and everything else. And at the same time, we have the sponsors, like the Flagler Museum. Again, education, education, education is part of this. It's not only party. It's not only eating. It's not only, no. It is about how can we move together the community and how can we help the There was music. There was dancing. There was eating and the whole thing. But at the same time, there was education, 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 and culture, 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 because every country is different. And we were able to accomplish that. And we've been doing that years. We are already planning the one for 2022. And we are crossing our fingers that this COVID-19 uh, will be very resolved, you know, and that most of the people vaccinate so that we can really create that herd immunity. Because if we don't vaccinate, if we don't work with that, you know, we don't gotta get out of the hole. So we have to move forward, you know, and, and the masking, you know, putting masks and all that in schools, well, it's a way to protect the kids, you know, and this is what it's all about. It's not imposing anything on the kids. It's about protection, protection, protection. The same thing with vaccination. If you get vaccinated, you know, that doesn't mean I don't wanna get COVID. I could get it. The only probably mean, according to science, is that I might not go to the hospital, not need to. The other thing is that when it hit me, the COVID might be less hard on me, you know, if I don't have any pre-existing conditions and so forth. So it's about looking with a very wide angle that is not just politics, because this is not really, the, the COVID-19 doesn't distinguish if you're Republican or Democrat or independent. It's going to hit you if it's going to hit you. So it is about, again, working together. And that's what we're looking forward in January of uh, uh, 
2022 to be able to have Fiesta de Pueblo again. You know, because like I mentioned, that was an event that in 2020, uh, January 2020, we have over 10,000 people who attended. You know, so, and, and it, we never had any type of incidents, anything like that. It's been everybody enjoy. And then we can see by the group age, you know, you know, you have the older people, you know, and they come early, you know, between 12 and four o'clock, they're there, then they leave. Then you got the younger generation that comes to get the, the, the presents, you know, and then from seven o'clock to nine o'clock, you see the young and wild, you know, they come to dance, they come to, you know, really have a, a lot of fun and, and, and things like that. But everything following the rules and all that, you know, and, and, and it's really nice, you know, when you have that camaraderie and, and you have that relationships, you know, and people, you know, meeting each other and knowing new people all the time. Man, if you guys don't know what, you know, Three Kings is all about, it's, you know, you could cancel Santa Claus and replace that because that can actually be referenced in the scriptures. You know, go to Matthew 2 and, and just read on and get lost in them. So um, let me ask, because somebody will hear you, you know, talk. And I mean, it's like you're going for sainthood. How did you get to the position you're at? People want to know, like, how do you get there? Because they only see, you know, people only focus when you're winning and when they see you have a title in a position and say, oh, of course, you know, he he must have had it easy. His dad must have been this or his T.O. was that. How did you get to where you're at? Well, you know, like I said, it's not been easy. You know, I, my, my whole life I was in public school, you know, <laughs> you know, and I went to college in Puerto Rico. You know, I was and I want to I don't want to talk about age, but I was drafted. I was part of the draft. I received that letter that said, congratulations, you've been selected to serve in the best armed forces of the world, you know, and during the Vietnam War, you know, so it's part of that. So again, you know, it is how do you move? How do you make it? You know, my daughters, you know, and then you move forward. I was very fortunate that I applied and qualified and took the appropriate tests and all that kind of things to qualify for one of, work for one of the biggest, one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. You know, and I started with them as a self-representative. Then they decided to punish me. They sent me, you know, to, to the U.S. to get cold weather. Uh, and then other parts of the world, in, you know, and, and then at the end, for 35 years with them, goodbye. You cost 25 cents too much, you know, so <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> but it was a great experience. I had the opportunity to work with many people of different parts of the world. You know, I learned other cultures and learn other countries and learn that not one side does not fit all, you know, and I did learn what is a world third world country looks like and what are the problems, what are the issues? How do you, how do you try to work and help? Because it's about helping, you know, and then when you're in the medical field, you know, and the pharmaceutical industry, you learn all the other stuff. No, I'm not a doctor, but I learned a lot of stuff, you know, that I could have a decent conversation with any physician you know, about diseases, treatments, and so forth. You know, something you learn and you have to study. Yeah, I have to study, you know, uh, <laughs> from morning to, to night. But it was a great experience. And then once I was out of Lilly, you know, I've been involved with the chamber since they were uh, in, in Broward County. Then we brought it to Palm Beach County and continued involvement is about the community. How do you help the community? How do you work together? And it's not about the position. The position for me, you know, titles, never mind, you know. It is about working, helping people that you try to do, you know, and 
the other thing is never stop learning. I don't know everything. So for me, learning is something that is, is a goal every day, learning something new, learning something different that I didn't have before. So because that might help me help somebody else. Or if I cannot, I will know who to look for and get that person to, to do it. So that's really, you know, the way I look at it. Maybe I'm too naive, you know, and I'm thinking, no, what the world doesn't work like that. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm still around. <laughs> <laughs> you're still around and you're still, you know, helpful, impactful. And, you know, you guys, I, I really want you to look at the links in the description to go check out the Chamber website. And, you know, if you want to connect, even during these times of we might not be able to do it in person as much as we like, there's still some benefit because with unity, we, we win. Now, a lot of what you're doing right now, though, and why I say sainthood, Juan, is, I mean, you are really giving back. So I would love for you to tell the people what is a community give back that you are doing that you haven't mentioned because it seems like your whole life now is about giving back or a community give back that you would like to do in the future because the best is yet to come. Well, you know, because another thing you got to look at is that business is very important, obviously. You know, get the small business moving forward, cooperation, getting people to work, to find employment and all that is, is critical, you know. And many of our members, they place uh, their job opportunities in our webpage. And we make sure we also we put it on our social pages like Facebook and so forth. But it's also of stepping forward when the community needs help, you know, because of a major disaster. And for example, we, we, we can move back a few years uh, when Puerto Rico had Hurricane Maria that attacked the island, you know, hit the island very hard and so forth. Well, immediately we, we moved within the county and uh, we have the cooperation of the Palm Beach County, the Port of Palm Beach and so forth. And uh, immediately through uh, the commissioner, Catherine Waldrum, we were able to create Palm Beach County Cares relief effort. And that really works. And it will have Puerto Rico a lot back then. You know, now we have the situation that is happening in Haiti with the earthquake. Well, we reactivated Palm Beach County Cares again. And here we are trying to help with shipments, with materials to go over there to Haiti, you know, and help the people that really need it. So it is about helping. At the same time, also, we recognize during the year, we have an event, you know, that we recognize uh, the, the Black Black Month, like it's August, right? Black, Black Culture Month. You know, we recognize also the, the Hispanic uh, Awareness Month in September. You know, there we recognize the students, we recognize teachers, you know, two teachers, four teachers, for students, stuff like that is what we do, you know. So, and, and through the year, we also recognize businesses, you know, and and we try to move it in the direction to continue working together. But at the same time, you know, we try to have our monthly networks, which were interrupted for obvious reasons, you know, where we get the people to get to know each other. We get the opportunity to, uh, to everyone who attends to introduce themselves, tell them what the business is all about and put the word of mouth out there. So that people get to know who you are, what do you do, how do you help the community, and how can I use you? How can I benefit from your business? You know, how can I use your business and move forward? So that kind of thing is all the time what we have in mind, you know. And 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 what would you say 
you know, to people who say, well, I want to join and they may be Puerto Rican and, you know, Puerto Rican is not just one thing uh, at, at all. You could even be Asian and, um, you know, be Puerto Rican. Um, you know, there, there's a smaller percentage, but that could be you, but they say, I don't speak Spanish or my, you know, Espanol is malo. Um, I don't know if I'm going to understand anything at the meetings or if anyone will talk to me. What do you say to those people? You know, because I, I have a feeling you guys just don't speak Spanish. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, we're, and all of our meetings are in English, you know, because we have people from all over the creation. So, you know, yes, and we do have gringos, you know, part of our chamber, you know, so obviously they don't speak Spanish. So it, it is about, you know, communication, communication, you know, together and helping each other. So it's maintaining a positive attitude and moving forward. And no, you don't have to be Puerto Rican. That's what it's called the Florida Hispanic American. You know, that's when you look at the representation of over 20 countries, only one country, you know, different. So it's not about Venezuelans, it's not about Cubans, it's not about, you know, Dominicans, you know, no, no. It is about how can we help the whole community and move forward. And that's, you know, when you look really right now, for example, the school district, 37% of the students are Hispanics. Of the 290,000 students, 37% are Hispanics, you know, from different countries. And it's the largest minority within the school district, you know, and then the African-Americans and then the, the rest, you know, that goes there. But again, it's about working with the community, working with the students. And at the same time, you got to recognize that there are some of those students that they're the ones who speak, they're bilingual, not their parents. Their parents speak only one language, whatever they brought from the country. But the kids, they know already two or three. You know, so it, it is very interesting, that dynamic, you know, how it goes. Okay, so you guys got it. Now, what do, you know? What do you say then, too, to those who say, "Hey, I thought this was the Hispanic Chamber. I, I need it in Spanish." Because I don't know, even in myself, I, I guess everywhere I go, I can just blend in. And so I've had to tell people, "Habla más despacio." I, 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 you know, um, I, I need you to go slower. Um, and and people will try to shame you. I've even had it in Germany where people are like, "What do you mean you don't speak German?" Ah, you know, who are your parents? So what about those purists who say, I want all the meetings in Spanish because they should learn our language. We know enough of theirs. You know, and what we try to do again, we work with them. We, those who need Spanish only because they don't speak English, not a problem. You know, we talk to them in Spanish. You know, those who need to be spoken in Portuguese, we get somebody who speaks Portuguese to them, you know, and so, and so forth. So it, it is about, you know, again, blending in and it's communication moving forward in, in helping the community move forward and the membership is not going to make anybody broke you know you know you, you have a basic membership it's 150 dollars a year you know or if you want to be a corporate member which give you a lot more benefits you know to it like advertising and, and so a lot of other stuff you know it's only a thousand dollars a year that's 83 dollars a month you know so it is something like it's not to get you broken or, you know, getting you're going to need a loan, you know, to, do, to be a member. No, you know, that, that's what and, it's all about. And it's a business expense um, as well, folks. So if you have a company, you got to use some money or the IRS will try to come take it. So I call it burning money. But. Those of you who have a CPA, you you get it. Um, you're, you're, the work that you have cut out, I mean, dealing with, you know, everybody and just that, that's, that's sainthood right there because you'll have 
outside of the languages, you know, Spanish or Portuguese, you also have the indigenous languages of so many countries. And, you know, people will look at you as a leader and say, well, what about us? Like, hold on. Do I have to also speak every indigenous language too and get someone? I'll, I'll do my best. You know, there's there's so many. How do you how do you, you know, um, how do you deal with that um just as a person? Well, you know, it's never been an issue, you know, and uh, I was very fortunate that I, you know, my family and I were able to live in other countries and uh we learn, you know, some of us I have to learn other languages you know, and that I never spoken in my life, you know, but I was the only one, if I didn't know that language, I would not be able to business survive, you know, over there. But, you know, I was very fortunate on that side. So it is about, again, how do you relate? How do you communicate? How do you approach? How do you move forward? And that's what we're trying to do. And that's why as a chamber, we're moving right now, Create. we have a concept that we, we are creating. We're in the process of creating business incubators. You know, so it is about helping those small businesses become certified, you know, get all the requirements that they need, that they understand why they're doing it. So it's a little bit of handholding, you know, and walking together so that we can get it. And that's what we're going to be having some seminars coming up. Uh, we are we have one of the cities that is gonna, we're going to be our building is going to be situated there and it's open for the whole county. And again working with the community and working with the residents, you know, a, of that specific city or the other cities. doesn't really matter because at the end, when you, when you look for business, it's about how do you get certified for the requirements of the city of West Palm Beach or the city of Royal Palm Beach or the city of Wellington or the city of Delray, you know, doesn't really matter. It is about how do we move forward together? And the other thing is to have people understand that, you might be able to qualify just because you're Hispanic. You know, why? Because, or you might qualify just because you're African-American. And, you know, the MBW, you know, so it, or you're, you're, it's a women's own business. You know, so again, and there's specifics within each of these organizations, like the county, like the school district, the cities and so forth, that classify business for that purpose, to give opportunity to a small minority businesses to participate. And the other thing is we're trying to also, when we do the hand-holding process and, you know, walking through this is like, okay, if there's a bid, let's say just to pick a number out there for a million dollars, but your capability is basically, hey, 200,000, don't bite more than you can chew, <laughs> you know, because you're gonna fail. And then they're going to reject you forever. So make sure that you approach, you gain what you have, or maybe you cannot be a contractor, but you might be able to qualify as a subcontractor, you know, yeah. for that bigger business, you know, and that's how you get in. How do you get across that door? How do you get in, you know, and move forward? And you, in the process, you learn, you know, and you make notes of all the things you learn. You just don't throw it in the garbage, you know. You make sure you remember because you're gonna need it in the future. So that's what we're talking about. You know, that's how we move forward. 
you guys right there, that's worth $150. Think about what Juan has told you just on here on how to better your business and, you know, go after those government RFPs, RFQs, and my favorite source of socks. Those are the best. And I, so I want you to not get a game overload. I want you to make a real action and check out the hispanicchamber.org. Check out the website. Links will be in the description box. You guys have been blessed by the game. Juan, I thank you. Please get, tell the people where they can find you and any last words. Yeah. But you know, guys, you can visit the Florida Hispanic American Chamber of Commerce because there's an, another, another Hispanic chamber here. That's when we, we moved here. We wanted to call it Hispanic Chamber. We could not, you know. So in the spur of the moment, that's what we named it, Puerto Rican Hispanic. Then now, in January, January the 1st, 2021, we changed to Florida Hispanic uh, American Chamber. So you can go to www.hispanicchamber.org, you know, and you will find all our information, everything you need. Our phone numbers are there. So that will not be a problem. We're more than happy to work with you happy to, to help you and let us know, you know, let's stay in touch. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, share it. It will change somebody's life. Be blessed. Hi everyone. Have you ever been curious about visiting Africa? Which African country were you interested in? Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, South Africa, Ethiopia. Which country are you interested in? My good friend, Kellen Cash Coleman, came up with a course called My First Trip to Africa that'll guide you through this process. It's only $20, and in this course, you'll learn about passports, visas, vaccinations that you need before you go there, as well as a budget, uh, how much the trip is gonna cost. He also talks about what you should pack, uh, what you should take with you, how you should travel on a budget. Did you know that 100 US dollars is worth 1,000 South African rand and over 10,000 Kenyan shillings? So imagine what you can do with $100 back home. I say back home because I'm from Sudan, I'm African, I already know how it's like. I know that, you know, when you convert Canadian and American money, it goes a long way when you're traveling across Africa. So if you're curious, um, if, if Africa is a place that you've always wanted to go, always want to move there, Kellen Cash is the person to ask. Check out the course. There's a little preview you can listen to um, before you actually purchase it. If you're interested in this course, visit www.diversifiedgame.com. Don't miss out.